Hey, if you love The Goon Show, I'll bet you'll love my new comedy podcast called Expertise, where a fake expert makes up fake facts about real things. It's nutty, zany, silly, with lots of room for improvisation, just like The Goons. Join us, won't you, at funnypodcast.co. This is the BBC Home Service. So you admit it, then. Six months hard labor to be done in 12 monthly installments. I shall appeal. Very well. Wrist and bail are five long twisted things with holes in the end. Next case. A mental picture of the goon show, <laughs> What? Sentenced to half an hour a week on the electric wireless to commence this week with Wings Over Dagenham. Hear that stirring music, folks. It was specially composed to give you a mental picture of an aeroplane carrying supplies to the besieged garrison at Fort Spon in 1902, one year before the invention of the aeroplane. Oh. Yes, we of the besieged garrison were grateful for that mental picture of an aeroplane bringing us supplies. <laughs> It we prayed for the day when someone would invent one and save us all at Fort Spawn. Little did he know, poor fellow, that in a shed off Lyle Street, a genius in grease-stained evening dress, assisted by a door Scotch gentleman in a grease-stained body, were at work on a strange and wondrous grease-stained machine. It's finished! Oh, thank heavens for that. I couldn't remember any more of the words. No, my masterpiece! This apparatus! Oh, if it's not a rude question, sir, what's it supposed to be? I wish I knew. I'd feel much happier. <laughs> you said it was to be a mangle. Yes, I know, but I added a bit here and a bit there, and it got completely out of hand. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what, Mon. You get in the seat, and I'll swing the propeller. Mad impulsive boy. Mm. But as you wish. Contact! Dad, you've invented the method for starting an aeroplane. Should we build now? <laughs> Mr. Seagun, did, did you not notice? A moment before it fell to bits, it rose seven feet off the ground. Correction, five feet. Two of those feet were mine. <laughs> if, if you ask me, sir, we've invented the hairy plane. Hello? I hear you've invented the aeroplane. Who is this speaking? The air ministry. Air Ministry, how are you off for air? <laughs> air Ministry, how are you off for air? <laughs> Listen, little square pudding. The question is, how are you off for air? I'm just full of it. <laughs> Air 
So I've heard. <laughs> it's all very well saying that, Neddy, but if you've been if you've invented the aeroplane, you all need air to fly it in. And we are the sole agents. You low-down, thieving, twisting, stinking spiv! I see you're a wit as well. <laughs> Flattery will get you nowhere. Now, how much air do you need? Any chance of a supplementary ration? You get your machine finished and we'll come round and see you. Right. Finished! And only just in time. Variety, <laughs> there it is. Oh, it looks like an aeroplane. It smells like and one. Furthermore... It tastes like an aeroplane. <laughs> Let me try a slice. Mmm, Eddie. This aeroplane is beautifully cooked. Yes. We've had it in the oven all night. Splendid. Now, Neddy, what does this aeroplane do? It flies. It flies? This will revolutionize aviation. <laughs> You realize that this means the end of the horse-drawn Zeppelin? <laughs> Tempus fugit, Moriarty. What? To that I can only say, key double. What to say, Alec? Il feri don seti gole. No fighting, please, you intellectual gentlemen. What? Just sign this document, Neddy. Use to the air over Lyle Street, £10.17 shillings a quarter, payable in monthly installments of £50 a year per week. Hmm. <laughs> that seems remarkably cheap. Thank you, Neddy. Now, don't forget, when you want to fly, just phone us up and we'll have the air fixed in place over Lyle Street immediately. Oh. Well, I'd like some air right now. Max Gildray, start blowing blue jeans. Get some brandy. Blue <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. 
That music was designed to give listeners in the Lake District a mental picture of Max Geldray playing a nude mouth organ. He fell in the water. Now, and now, here is a piece of music to give you a mental picture of the air ministry. Oh, folks, that music to give you a mental picture, which means the end of the horse-drawn Zeppelin. But, Moriarty, I tell you, you must stop manufacturing these Zeppelins. But I've just managed to get orders from the London Passenger Transport Board. Oh, why did I... In other words, I can't think of my number. Quiet, Moriarty. I'm just getting a mental picture of Seagoon opening that door. Gentlemen, I'm in terrible trouble. He's going to say. Gentlemen, I'm in terrible trouble. You were right. My airplane won't take off in Lyle Street. Are you concentrating, Neddy? I tell you, Gritters, I can't get off the ground. Well, if you can't get off in Lyle Street, you'll never get off anywhere. <laughs> the trouble is, just as the plane starts to gain speed, the lights turn red. Oh. Neddy, what you need is a new modern type taking off aerodrome. Yes. Tell the orchestra to give us a mental picture of a meeting of aerodrome inventors. Here it comes. <laughs> Gentlemen, gentlemen, Mr. Gritpipe Time has called this mental picture of a meeting at the request of the beleaguered garrison at Artespan. Yes, gentlemen, I have just returned from the very thin of the fray. Artespan will fall any day now. But we've just had it wallpapered. That's no use, I tell you. Double spring. The defenders are weaponless. Some swine sold the men's rifles to the enemy for 10,000 pounds. How much? Just a minute, I'll count it again. I'm... You mean... Yes, 10,000 pounds. You mean that those men have only got bullets to defend themselves? Yes. Gentlemen, build me a taking-off type aerodrome, and I will fly out rifles in my newly invented aeroplane. Mr. Fagan, I have got here the plans of my proposed portable aerodrome. Ah, let's have a look. Hmm. What do you call it, Mr. Crump? Um, Croydon Airport. Oh. <laughs> and where are you going to build it? At Croydon. <laughs> Splendid. That'll save changing the name. <laughs> yeah. Now, then, is there any questions? Um, uh, how are you going to build this aerodrome? Well, I... I had intended after consulting certain graphs and measures and um, having architectural surveys of certain Grecian soup recipes, another rare nyaknui Um, I was going to build it flat. Doesn't mean aeroplanes can land on it. Well, now that you've asked me a straightforward question, I have no option but to give you a direct answer. What was the question again? Does that mean aeroplanes can land on it? Land on what? The aerodrome. 
Oh, am I building one of those? <laughs> yes, and you're, and you're calling it Croydon Airport. Splendid. Then I can build it near Croydon. <laughs> the very place for it. Yes. Now to finance. Apart from the aerodrome, we shall need £5,000 for the hangers. I'd rather hang my coat in a nail. <laughs> Mr. Crown was referring to aeroplane hangers. Um, will my aeroplane need a hanger? It would lose its shape hanging on a nail, you know. <laughs> But they have the great built-in in the great... Well, Mr. Crunch sounds like our idiot. Hmm. <laughs> what salary would you like? Ten thousand pounds a year. Who'll second that? I will. <laughs> right, those in favour, raise their hands. Uh-huh. Come, Mr. Crown, you can't vote for yourself. I'm not. Then why are you holding your hand up when you... see. He's gone, of course, to give the workman a mental picture of what he has in mind. And if listeners in Croydon in 1902 will open their windows, they'll be able to hear a mental picture of the portable aerodrome under construction. Pardon me, boy. Uh, where do you want this load of 500 ton iron girders? Well, I think you'd better put them in the safe. You see, there's been a lot of pilfering lately. <laughs> Look you, non leak, Cardiff Dock, Wancy Docks. Oh, it's no good, folks. I can't keep up this action any longer. I'm not a watchman at all. I'm the famous Eccles. <laughs> You'll get my fist on the back of your famous filthy nut if you don't hurry up. Okay, get this lorry back. Come on, back now. Come on, steady. Left hand on. There you are. Right on. Right on. Come on. Come on. Right on. Left on. Middle. Come on. Come on now. Plenty room. Come on. Okay, that's enough. <laughs> you dull, stupid, half-witted, useless, what? jumped up, never come down, idle, dullarded twinnick. If I get my hands on you, I'll beat all the sawdust out of the picture of yours. You You'll be spot and hurt with an inch of your life. Your head is the size of a two-grade fruit. Ah. Like no, no, look, listen. You... That'd be less name. Not that be less name. Never mind talking that record of me, Eccles. Great news! <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> the lights turned green in Lyle Street and my test pilot finally got the plane off the ground. What a strange. Oh, you've got to stop him from landing. The aerodrome's not quite ready yet. We haven't started. Right. But Chisholm, contact the plane. He's on the phone now, sir. Right. Well said. Calling. <laughs> Calling B4. Calling B4. Hello? Control calling B4. Hello, Captain. (laughs) 
Is that you, B4? Yeah. Why didn't you answer me, B4? Because I didn't hear you, B4. Listen. Warning. Do not land at Croydon Airport because it's not there yet. Now, what is your exact position? I'm lying on my side with my knees drawn up under my chin. Why? I'm at home in bed. You fool, McChism. You've got the wrong number. Hello, hello. Calling the proposed Croydon Airport. That's my pilot now. That's my boy. Hello there. Don't land. I can't land. Why not? I haven't got enough petrol. Because. I tell you, you must get liquid petrol up to me or I'll never play the violin again. Why not? It's a petrol-driven violin, do you hear? Horrors, hearers, hurrahs, horrors, horrors. The world's first hostess airplane trapped in the air. <laughs> that music was intended to give you a mental picture of a change in plan. Yes. Thank you. With a shortage, with a shortage of petrol, the invention of the aeroplane had to be delayed. Yes. Thank you. But still, the burning question was to get guns to the garrison of Fort Spawn. Yes. That's not good, ladies gentlemen. I got to hear the plans of a steam-driven rocket. Yes. <laughs> And goodbye, Gladys Young. That... That would overcome the petrol shortage. We'll build one right away. I suppose this means the end of the horse-drawn Zeppelin. Ah, uh, well, Moriarty, it's equator ad nauseum, Spawn. Ow! You've got to go. Ow! Oh, Moriarty, now stop plugging your record and remain silent while I plug one of mine. Do you mind? They're rockin' and rollin' and rollin' and rockin' and rollin' and rockin' and rockin' and rollin' and rockin' and rollin' and rollin' and rockin' That rockin' and rollin' man That rockin' and rollin' man He can play rock and roll like no one can The rock of Gibraltar, the rollin' tide There must be a little of each inside That rockin' and rollin' man that rockin' and rollin' man He can play rock and roll like no one can He's made a new record and it's the tops They can't get enough in the record shops It's the rockin' and rollin' man That rockin' and rollin' man He can play rock and roll like no one can With just a guitar slung around his neck It's thought you were rockin' till you're that rockin' and rollin' man oh, That rockin' and rollin' man He can play rock and roll like no one can Rock to the slows and dig that message from the man who knows that rockin' and rollin' man. That rockin' and rollin' man. He can play rock and roll like no one can. Open neck shirt, blue 
suede shoes Except for your wage You got nothing to lose That rockin' and rollin' man That rockin' and rollin' man He can play rock and roll Like no one can Hey, get hold of your baby Swing her around You'll be a part of that real gun sound That rockin' and rollin' man That rockin' and rollin' man gentlemen, that sound was specially recorded to give you a mental picture of the records that they're playing at the besieged garrison of Fort Spom. Never mind, folks. If you're in this BBC studio, you'd see, apart from the tatty curtains, bare floorboards, and outdated gilt scrollwork specially commissioned by the corporation, a large steam-driven rocket. <laughs> now gather round, early British aviators. <laughs> early British, rhubarb, early British rhubarb. Pardon me. I'm from the uh, Geographical Society. <laughs> May I come along to your flight so that I can photograph the Earth from a great height? Whatever for? Because, sir, uh, there are some stupid fools who are still arguing whether the Earth is round or flat. And so? I'm going to prove to them that it is flat. Who the earth is flat? <laughs> what a waste of time. Why, why? Why? Everybody knows it's flat. <laughs> yeah. But there are idiots in this world, you know. Have you met them? Met them? I listen to you every week. That card was to give you a mental picture of a steam driven rocket about to take off. What a throw for you all! Well, um, I'm Lum Broccoli, land of my dreams. I travel the road in broccoli. Oh, it's Here, Eccles. What, what? Let me help you with that flange. There, that's good enough. Oh, we're trying to get it on. <laughs> Gentlemen, I've been driven here from Rygate to say this line. The <laughs> rocket is ready. Right. <laughs> He's going the direction of down. Now, out about this rocket, gentlemen. Now, who knows how to drive it? Drive it? Good heavens. You're not going to let a little thing like that stop us? Of course not. We can decide who's to drive when we're up there. Yes. <laughs> we'll draw lots. I can't draw lots. I don't even know what shape they are. Shut up, Eggles. Shut up, Eggles. Shut up, Eggles. Shut up, Eggles. Ah, gentlemen, one thing. One thing, gentlemen. May I take an Arab stallion on board with us? You filthy swine. What? <laughs> Whatever. 
To prove that the horse still has its place in air travel, especially if it pulls a zeppelin. Yes, and I'm taking an elephant. Are you mad? Are you mad? Of course I am. <laughs> you don't get normal people taking elephants on rockets, do you? Well, he'll have to travel third class. If you wish. How old is the elephant? Why do you want to know? Tell me, tell me before I strike you down. Why? Well, if the elephant's under 14, he travels half fair. Oh. Hello? Uh, just a moment. Uh, you speak to a lady, would you? Hello? Uh, can you tell me how old this celibate is? Yes, he's six and a half. Are you sure? I should hope so. I'm his mother. That was a trunk call. No! Can you leave the theater? I see you going. Who's going to be at the controls when we take off? Um, well, which way are we going? Up. Oh, I'll drive. I know that way. <laughs> Stout fella. Me a stout fella. You'd make two of me. <laughs> I'll make two of you. Give me that axe. Let's get away. Yes. Right. Gentlemen. Yep. The garrison at Fort Spall are desperate. Oh, ho, ho, ho. Ha, Yep. We must take off at once. Rifles on board. Yes. Right. Close fringe doors. Fringe doors. Close fringe doors. Close all boats. Close all boats. Close all your belt. Your trousers are falling down. Close <laughs> team! Let's hit the park! Make the park! Paddy Lex! Paddy Lex! Right! Tell them, Big Taylor! Right! Cut the string! <laughs> ben, put on your pressurized shin pads and switch on oxygen. I'm going to accelerate to 30 miles an hour. Don't be a fool, Seagone. No man can live at that speed. <laughs> the devil with it, brothers. I've always lived dangerously. Hang on! Oh, Stenny! Stenny, you demon of the speed! <laughs> Beware! Observe, the wallpaper's already coming away from Blue Bottle's head. Uh, could you slow down just a bit here? I want to take that photograph of the earth. Oh, here. I, I just saw the earth through the clouds. Did it look round? Yeah, but I don't think it's wrong, me. <laughs> You're right, Eccles. And look, there's the besieged fort spawn directly beneath us. Quick, parachute the rifles down to them. Rifles away. They've got them. They're loading them. They've fired. The enemy are all dead. Success. Gosh, this is the end of the horse-drawn Zeppelin. And it's also the end of the horse-drawn goon show. Good night. Good night. That was the goon show, a BBC recorded program featuring Peter Sellers, Harry Seacombe and Spike Milligan with George Chisholm, Raylan Quartet, Max Gelbrin and the author of the by Wally Stock. Script by Spike Milligan and Harry Stevens. Announcer, Wally Speedstade. Program produced by Pat Man, as John Lennon said, love those goon shows. Just a quick reminder for more comedy fun, come on over to funnypodcast.co for the expertise comedy podcast.